The professional prepares mentally to absorb the blows and to deliver them. Their aim is to take what the day gives them. They are prepared to be prudent and prepared to be reckless, to take the beating when they have to, and to go for the throat when they can. They understand that the field alters every day. Their goal is not victory. Success will come by itself when it wants to. But to handle themselves, their insides, as sturdily and as steadily as they can. That's from Stephen Pressfield. I have a fun game that I like to play with people that I want to get to know better. So maybe we're out at a dinner or something else. And we have the opportunity to have dinner with any other three people besides ourselves, living or dead. And by some magic, we all speak the same language. We set the stage by saying, hey, you could be anywhere. And we pick a place. It could be a dacha in a former Soviet republic, a waterside cottage, the VIP lounge of a Pan Am flight, a campfire in the Andes, whatever, your choice. I change my attendees up, but one consistently makes it on the list. This is a quote from them. I am the most miserable man living. If what I feel were equally distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful face on earth. Whether I shall ever be better, I cannot tell. I am awfully forebode that I shall not. To remain as I am is impossible. I must die or be better. 20 years later, that same man would say, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. President Lincoln would hold together a fracturing country, abolish slavery, and become the most important leader of the 19th century. He was born to poverty, lost his mother at nine, and had almost no formal education. He would tame his demons and shape all of our lives. Imagine the pressure leading through the Civil War, the fear, uncertainty, doubt, and criticism, the voices, the long nights laying awake, thinking about his mistakes, questioning his competence, and worrying about the future. I'd have so many questions for him. How did you stay rational while your desk filled with problems where there seemed to be no solution? How did you have the courage to build a team comprised of men who were your bitter rivals just months before? How did you get them to work together? What told you to bet on an alcoholic general? And then you sent men and women to their deaths knowingly over and over again. How did you live with that? The future of a free country was your responsibility and at times it seemed hopeless, maybe most of the time. Yet you succeeded, all while dancing with that most devious of devils, depression. Tell me, Mr. President, how did you manage your mind? How did you not quit? I imagine he would repeat a line he's used before. I was just an instrument. The army did the work. I've been studying and stumbling through leadership for 25 years. It's only been in the last three years that I've learned that my ability to manage my own psychology is the most important thing to unlock my potential as a leader and as a human, to be able to help the people around me. Not everyone suffers from a mental illness as serious as depression, although a lot more do than you know, but we all struggle with something. Your first task is to get and keep your head straight. This is particularly true for leadership. If we can't do that, we won't be able to do the other things well, if at all. Things will go wrong. Your best performer will quit. You won't be able to make payroll. Your kid will do really bad kid stuff, and a lawsuit will land on your desk, maybe all in the same day. Our choices are often between bad and worse. Our teams need our calm and our clarity, not our stress-induced imagination. What work do you need to do to show up psychologically ready for your humans, 
to lead with empathy and humility and clarity, to be decisive when there is no good answer. Only you can answer this, no one else. Maybe you need sleep, a therapist, I see one, or exercise. If you want to live up to your potential, you have to do the inside work. This is the hardest work. Where would we be today if President Lincoln didn't do his inside work? Here's some questions to ask yourself. What are your biggest fears? We are usually afraid of the loss of resources or status. It can keep us from taking risks or seeing the truth. And regrets and worry are just a misuse of your imagination. It's time travel. Don't time travel. Second question. Are you worried about what people think? Stop worrying about what people think about you. They aren't thinking about you. Don't let actual embarrassment or potential embarrassment hold you back. Number three. Are you in shape? I mean in mental shape. To find our optimal mental fitness, we must not lose sight of our physical fitness. This isn't about marathons and push-ups. This is about energy. Are you giving yourself space when you are triggered by stress? Breathe. Breathing increases the amount of oxygen to your brain. It also gives you time to respond, not react. It took President Lincoln a lifetime to become the leader we study. Your work will take you your lifetime, too. Be intentional about your efforts to manage your mind. If you get that right, you will unlock abilities you can't see today. Now, in the meantime, when it all starts going wrong, don't forget, you've survived 100% of the bad things that have happened to you in your life. Breathe, stay calm, stay strong, and focus on what you can control, and just do the next right thing. We all have work to do on the hardest thing, managing our mind. Let's not do it alone. I hope you're good out there. And if you like this, do me a favor, hit like and share it with just one other friend who might find it helpful too. Take care. Bye.